This is a podcast from Rover. Welcome back into Rex. Well, this week saw the celebration of International Women's Day. And one of the things that can sometimes be overlooked in the rural mental health discussion is women's well-being. Uh, you know, and, and look, for whatever reason, it tends to be a male-focused discussion. But for our next guest, that's something she's keen to address. Now, Southland Farmer and author Loshni Manikin, the 2018 Dairy Woman of the Year, uh, joins us now to look at this in more depth. Loshni, welcome onto the show. How are you? I'm very good. Thank you very much for having me on. Yeah, great to have you here with us. Um, it, it wasn't until you took a role as a rural women's mental health advocate that you started to, to realise that this was a, a real issue, that it was quite lopsided in how we were, were looking at mental health in the rural, rural community. Yes. And I suppose the best way to demonstrate that when I talk to people is I normally say, can you think of some of the really good people we have in the rural sector that are doing some great work advocating for mental health, right? And people can probably list, you know, John Kerwin, Mike King, Matchism, you know, the, the list can go on. And then I normally say, okay, now how many of those are talking about well-being from a woman's perspective or how many of them are women? So that really highlights where we're at. Yeah, and, and lastly, it's really interesting you just say that because uh, somebody who's really on our radar in terms of doing amazing work is Chrissy Mack out of Gisborne with Hair For You. And, and, and when we talk to Chrissy about, and she's got 2,000 men on her, uh, that she's sort of doing work with around suicide prevention and, and mental health, and yeah. then she told us about her own battle. And I was like, what the hell? I didn't realise you'd yeah. be, you know. You know, you, yeah. you you present so like you'd never have had a day's <coughs> sadness or depression or something in your life, and yet she has, you know, a real story behind it. So, yeah, that was really sort of kind of knocked my socks I, off a bit. Yeah. Yeah, and, and look, I love it, your honesty about that because yeah. I think that is a normal reaction. We just yeah. forget to. We, yeah. put, we don't really think about 50% of our sector are women, yeah. and women are the ones supporting our men, especially when our men are down and struggling. But who's there to support the women, you know? Yeah. Um, I think the point, though, Hamish, that I would make, and, and I love Chrissy and she is doing amazing work, and she is someone that you would point to who's female and doing amazing work in that space, but as you said, she's got 2,000 men on her books. So the, mm. I don't know how many women she helps, and I'd love to actually ask her that question, yeah. and I'm sure she yep. does help women as well. But, um, yeah. again, it, I think, yeah, it's that um, who, in this situation, I think the cyclone has kind of highlighted it a little bit as well because the men are out there on the farm and they're dealing with that day-to-day stresses, but the women are at home perhaps, I mean, they might be also out on the farm helping try and get things out of slips and fix fences, and a lot of women I know are doing those things. But, you know, they're also doing the things like holding the the home together and the children and Mm -hmm. keeping everything going, um, but who's looking after them? And I think that's kind of the point you're making well, yeah, that's, I yeah. mean, no, they're, that's, very much, that's very much my point, Bex, is that I would never have thought that somebody like Chrissy, had, you know, because you just, you, that's it. It's the identification of who actually is stressed, male or female, man or woman. It's it's like picking it out. It's like, so sometimes yeah. there'll be somebody at home right now who is keeping the home front up and who's putting on a brave face, who's actually feeling like rubbish. You know? Yes, and yeah. it actually shouldn't matter whether it's male or female. Yeah. It's exactly yep. what you said. Yep. Who, who in our food and fiber sector right now is feeling stressed, and how do we put some background, you know, support yep. around them? And like I said, you know, we've had some really wonderful work 
happening in this space in the last 10, 15 years. And thank goodness we've, you know, we're highlighting rural men's mental health because we need that. We absolutely need that. My, but my question to all of us as an industry is, okay, and when will we start doing that for women as well? Because it's not a competition. It's, it's very scary playing in the space because I think yeah. a lot of people think I'm, you know, I'm a, a raging feminist. And, yeah. But, you know, I, I have so much respect for our rural men. I'm you know, married to a very hardworking dairy farmer, yeah. and I'm very grateful for all that he does and the stuff that you know, they can go through. And I always think, but, you know, the sector is 50% women, 50% men. So we need all of us to be thriving and doing well if yeah. we want the sector to do well. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we all need to be thriving. I agree. And it actually, I feel like I've heard uh, Lindy Nelson talk about that, um, not in the rural and the mental health space, but in terms of the opportunity when she founded the Agri-Women's Development Trust. Yes. Because, like she said, there's 50% women, 50% men, and that... Um, 50% women wasn't necessarily being, you know, we're half of the workforce and half of the contribution. So I guess it's like, yeah. how can everyone be equally uplifted and both... Yeah, or supported. Yeah. Supported, and the yeah. Part the mistake, yeah. The part of the mistake we make when we start looking at well-being, because I know the word well-being turns so many people off, right? Like, you know, people can't help, help it. They get a little bit glazed. And so I like to think of it as the capacity, you know, the capacity for a man or a woman to keep doing what they're doing, to, you know, support or lead or contribute to so many different areas of our farming businesses. And our capacity to do that is waning because we're so busy. We're all so stressed. There's so much on our plate. And so how do we help build the capacity of these women? Because I think we've got capability building programs and workshops. We've got lots now for women around leadership or governance mm. or whether you want to understand your financials or you want to know more mm. about rearing calves or any aspect of businesses, we are fortunate, again, because of the you know work of some amazing organizations and individuals, that we do have stuff for women now. Lots of things to build all our, you know, our capabilities. But, like I always say, what is the point of all of us having all these amazing skills if we are burnt out, tired, stressed, exhausted, and we don't have the capacity to go and keep contributing the way we are. So we've, to me, the industry, we really need to wake up. Like We need to understand that it's getting worse. Rural women are struggling. It is getting worse, and it has such a severe impact on our industry, like on the, on the things that generally matters to industry, which is our financial, you know, our economic situation, our environmental responsibilities, because women are contributing or leading or supporting in all these areas. So it's not just about keeping the home fires burning. It's not only about supporting our men. It's not only about raising our children. Women are doing so much in all these other spaces of our farming business. And if we don't realize that and support them, the cracks are just going to keep appearing. Mm-hmm. I could I, not agree with, more with everything that you just said. That's all yes. I have to say. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So hey. let's just get everyone else on board yeah. and let's get the whole industry to do it. You know? it's, it's a no-brainer. It's a yeah. no-brainer. Absolutely is. The Rural Women Dilemma, uh, released earlier this, uh, this year. Your book, how's that going? Yeah, it's going really well. I think the best thing for me is the response in terms of the personal response of women saying, wow, I thought I was the only one. And like, thank you for writing the book, because now I realize I'm not the only one who's kind of stuck in the space between because women really want to continue being supportive moms, supportive wives, you know, supportive farming partners. But we're getting to the stage where we're realizing, you know, we can't keep doing it. We need to start looking after ourselves. But we don't know how to give ourselves permission to look after ourselves because 
So, yeah, they're stuck in this place of, I want to do more for me. I need to look after me. But I also don't want to drop the ball with the kids and the hubby and the farm and the community and my off-farm you know, work and everything else. So a lot of women have responded with, I thought I was the only one. So, uh, you know, I've loved, I've really, really, it's been really uh, fulfilling for me to receive some of the responses. Yeah, no, fantastic. Okay, where can uh, people, where can people find the book? They can either go to Amazon or they can go and have a look at my website, which is thrivingfarmingwomen.com. And then they'll be able to check out some awesome reviews by other rural women leaders that have read the book. So then they can get a gauge of, is this a book for me or not? But yeah, either go to Amazon and you can order it online or go to thrivingfarmingwoman.com and you can read up about the book. Thrivingfarmingwoman.com. I've written that down. Have you self-published this book? I have self-published it. Um, yeah, so I wrote Good self, on pub- you. self-published it. Yeah, because it's a long process to try and get on shelves. And again, you know, I, like I don't want to be the whingy woman, but again, if you go look at the shelves in Whistles, you will find books, really good books, by some amazing rural men, well-being advocates. But it's very hard to get people to to actually put any funding or resources around, you know, women's initiatives. Like you know, you, you were talking about Chrissy earlier, yeah. And I think you know, yes, like you said, doing great work. Because there is some support, you know, when you have thoughts and ideas and programs and initiatives around how can we support our men, there's funding, there's support, there are some resources available. It's still very hard to get, and I, you know, I take my hat off to all these people that are doing the work in that space. But I promise you, it's like a thousand times harder if you want to talk about, can you please support something around rules and well-being. Yeah, so no, just I, not flavour of the month. Yeah, and, and I, so I guess come back to my point with Chrissy is I couldn't believe that she had her own battles and went through her own really tough time um, and, yeah. and sort of feel, and I was so pleased that she relieved, relieved, um, sort of talked about that because that sort of opened up my thinking to, yeah, yeah. it's not just the blokes. And it's, one of, yeah. it's one of the reasons that I wrote the book and it's, Scary as it is for me, because I talk about my struggle as well, and I'm very vulnerable and very real and honest. Yep. And it's so scary. But I, I, same thing as, like you say, Chrissy telling her story yeah. has helped open your eyes. Yeah. And I'm really hoping that you know, the more more women that step up and say, look, it's not all rosy. There's a lot of great things about being a rural woman in the food and fiber sector in New Zealand. A lot of good stuff. But we need the full story. We need to talk about some of the dark stuff as well, you know? Yeah. Hey, um. This is brilliant, and I think, Bex, this is something we've got to follow up on more because, uh, yeah, yes. <laughs> it's really opened my eyes to 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 not to, to sort of like it's just not like a it's not like anybody sort of falls into this perception of of mental health deliberately, but it, you know you need no. to you, you know, and I'm looking forward to reading your book, Lashney, and and keep up the great work, and, and we'll stay in touch, and this is something we'll, we'll definitely keep uh, um, more than a weather eye on. Let me assure you of that. Thank you. Thank yep. you so much, both of you, for your support. Yep. Really, really appreciate it. No, no problem at all. There we go. Out all the of, best. Yep, out of Southland there, farmer and author Loshni Manikin, the 2018 Dairy Woman of the Year. And uh, that book is The Rural Women uh, the rural Women Dilemma, uh, released earlier this year. You can get it from thinkingfarmingwoman.com. Uh, sorry, thrivingfarmingwoman.com. Thriving. Thrivingfarmingwoman.com is where you'll get or that. Or on Amazon. Yep. Um or Amazon, yes. Okay, let's uh, take a break. When we come back, it'll be our man Richard Green, Ag Weather with AFCO.